Spoiler alert! The Silver Screen Redemption includes few to no spoilers. Due to Houston and Brian's lack of cinematic knowledge, most of their movie information is either false or imagined. However, if they still leave you feeling paranoid about potential spoilers, please check the episode description for details. Welcome, everybody, to... Nope, that's not British. Oh, that was supposed to be British? (laughs) (laughs) Try again. Try again. Welcome, everybody, to the Silver Screen Redemption, our comedy podcast where we create subjectively necessary sequels to your favorite movie franchises. Do you think all all British people sound like a stuffed-up Michael Caine? I'm Michael Caine. (laughs) Oh, Michael Caine is back. I'm Michael Caine, and I'm hosting this podcast. All right, one more. One more try. No, I'm going with that one. All right. I'm Michael Caine. Perfect. We're filling in for Houston Bodley. And who do we have here with me? Uh, I'm Brian Perry. Brian. Of I'm, Silver Screen Studios. Nice I'm, to meet you. Again. It, it's a pleasure. I'm I'm very happy to be here to promote the second Kingsman movie, of which I'm not a part of. Right. I was in the first one, but not in this one. But you are, you know, you are a, a, a Kingsman in a way, right? I am Still. a Kingsman. I'm an ex-Kingsman. Yeah. I'm an X-Men, if, <laughs> if you will. Yes. Yep. That'd be a good crossover. What do you think about that crossover, Michael? The the the, fa- the fancy Wolverine? Yeah. Jean Valjean with Wolverine claws? Yeah. Secret Ooh. Service mission? That's very interesting. For Kingsman? Except Jean Valjean is French, so I don't know if that... I mean, they had a king. We that That's the third Kingsman movie. Yeah. We go to France. We take the Statesman with Channing Tatum. What are the French called, then? The, we got the, Kingsman, the Statesman, the... The the Baguette Men. The Baguette Men, okay. The Beret Men. With Marion Cotillard and okay. Okay. any other given French actor whose name I don't know. Jean-Claude Van Damme, probably, is French. I, I think he's actually Belgian. Oh. I'm actually speak pretty French, sure about right? that. Yeah. Anyways, I'm here to promote Kingsman. And that's, on the this end podcast. Of, that's the end of our episode then. We uh we figured it out. It's I'm Michael Kane. It's an X-Men crossover with Kingsman. I know who the and new the country Batman of, is. It's the country of France. Uh great crossover. And that's a wrap, I think. So uh join us next week on the Silver Screen Redemption. Cheerio, mate. Cheerio. Is he is he gone? Yeah, come in. Oh hey Brian. Hey. Sorry I'm late to the podcast. Did, did you did see you... Michael Kane? Oh no, I did. Oh, he was here. What? It was like a whole Kingsman Michael! thing. We did like a whole Kingsman thing without you. Um, it was really cool. France. It was going to be in France, but with uh, like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, Jean Valjean. It was a cool crossover. Very Silver Screen Redemption. Brian, you haven't even seen Kingsman. I, I haven't. I haven't seen a lot of the movies we do. That's fair, but <laughs> I love these movies. Well. Yeah, I mean, Michael Caine was here. How could I not? He, as as I learned from him, he was in the first one. It, it's very true. So uh, he played an interesting role. I won't spoil anything, but he was in the first movie. All right, it was a very against character role for him. Huh? Interesting. Very much like Samuel Jackson, who played a guy with a lisp, which was very against character. That for That is him, interesting. I would say. It's sort of like uh, Patrick Stewart playing a piece of poop. It, that's very true. That's a very against character. He's the most polished piece of poop. Yeah, I've ever seen personally. Yeah, I haven't seen very many refined pieces of poop, but he's one of them. Patrick Stewart, Sir Patrick Stewart, is a Kingsman. 
Oh, I'm sure he is. Even if he's not, you know, he's not in the movies. He's secret. He's a real life Kingsman. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I mean, I was thinking about doing a Kingsman crossover. I don't know. I know you just said like five minutes before we. No, started it was this, like really seen. good. Like we weren't recording uh, too much of it. We talked for like two hours. Uh, me and Michael Caine about uh, about that. So we're not going to do a Kingsman episode. I think. Uh, I'm just kind of not feeling it anymore. It, it was so good. I just think we can't match it. Shucks. Yeah. Sorry you couldn't well, be here. Um, uh, what, I, I guess mean, what else should... is there, though? What else is there to talk about? <laughs> okay, so Kingsman the Golden Circle is okay. out. Um, American Made, the real-life story of Barry Seal, I believe is his name. Is that the sequel to Made in Manhattan? No. Wait, is it Made, M-A-I-D? I've never even heard of this movie. No, this is M-A-D-E. It's oh, okay. Tom Cruise. Who is a pilot, and the CIA hires him to help with drug cartels during the Reagan administration. Oh, I have heard about this. Yeah, yeah, that um, sounds cool. I mean, it might be a little too serious for our podcast, but is there yeah. any sort of? I mean, we kind of ragged on Tom life... Cruise already, right? Yeah, with but I, mommy... I do want to redeem him at some point. Yeah, I, I'm all about looking at things in the more positive light, and I do like Tom Cruise. Yeah, I generally like him. As all well. five foot seven of him yeah yeah or of however tall he is there's enough he's a great love. guy he's he seems nice um i don't know if there's some sort of interesting historical character that you'd want to do a movie on um oh so you're just saying take that concept of hey there was an interesting guy yeah kind of like this wolf of wall street where like yeah. this ridiculous story is going behind that america's not aware of and do some like dark comedy take on it yeah but then again Sort of a... It's a story the, we don't know. What was the World War II one with the paintings? That seems that was a good... Oh, well, Monument Men? I don't think it was a great ma- a great movie, but... Uh, I fell asleep during it. It was a good it. story. Like, it was a, a true story that was interesting. I don't yeah. think it made for a great movie. But uh, that was one I was excited for, because I like art. Yeah. Uh, I studied a little art history, but... Um, it was a bit of a snooze fest. Yeah, I don't think it was, it was super great. I don't think it was well-received. So let's not go that. I mean, I'm not feeling that angle now. Now that I've I feel like the it's a little too. Man, I feel like it's a little too much for us. It's too broad too. Like I don't think we're just gonna be like, oh, I know about this famous per this not so famous famous person <laughs> that we can make a big deal about. I mean, personally speaking, neither of us studied history in right. college. So. Yeah, no, just the art history for the one semester. Yeah. Um, um we've got it. We've already done we, it. We've done it. We have the Lego Ninjago movie, or as I like to call it. The Lego Ninja Go. Lego Ninja Go, yeah. Um, that one's getting a lot of good press. Before you Ninja Go. Yeah. It does have the both goes, right? The Lego and the Ninja Go. I do think it's pronounced Ninjago, though. It's not Ninja Go. Is that how they came up with the name? They combined Ninja and Lego? I think so. Into Ninja Go? I like, haven't confirmed that with my industry expert, who is my nephew. I don't know. Is this... Okay. So Lego Movie and Lego Batman Movie, they took uh, these IPs and made Lego versions of them. Well, I mean, Lego, Lego, Lego movie, movie was kind of general. It, it sort of created its own. It, I mean, it obviously did use a lot of IP from separate different places. But but is Ninjago like a Lego exclusive identity? No, I think it is. I think they created Ninjago. They're okay. like, we need to stop paying you know, for all these other IPs. Let's just make our own. Make our own characters, our unique um, you know, brand characters i learned something new today yeah like i mean like it's like disney no it's not like disney but i was like disney has its own characters yeah 
these are Lego. Lego is like ideas. we should do that. This is we do very well with the Star Wars and the Indiana Joneses. But this is Ninja Brickhead, yeah. the 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 lead ninja. Is that wait? Is that real? Are you reading this? No. Oh, okay. I could though. I know nothing about Ninjago other than my nephew likes it, and my nieces were actually excited for it too. I think ironically because they're teenagers. Master Builder Lloyd, aka the Green Ninja. Okay. Is the main character. So there's some continuity, right? Master Builder is a concept. Yeah. Uh, who used in the Lego movie. Okay, so I kind of, I'm thinking we should take this idea of an IP, so like Lego Batman movie. Or maybe we just go back to the original Lego movie. But I do want to bring my own studio demand into this. Okay. Where it does have to be a Lego movie. That's I good. don't think the Lego Ninjago movie is getting enough attention right now. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel fair. like Lego has overstayed its welcome a little bit at this point. Yeah. But we've loved the first two movies, and no one seems to care about this new movie. It's weird. Just out of the blue, everyone's just like, eh. Except for my nephew, who's very excited. He's probably he loves his Lego Ninjago. We should have brought him on for this episode. That would have been really great. <laughs> Maybe um, next time, Cooper. Next time. How old is he? Uh, Nine-ish. I think that would be fun just to have a nine-year-old here. It would, yeah. I think he would have better ideas than we would, to be honest. We, we may have to do a, a kid's special where we bring, bring our, our friends I, I feel younger. like the premise of this show is we are trying to reach back to our younger years and envision the movies we wanted to see then. Yeah. So why not just bring a younger Brian to the show? That'd be great. Cooper's basically that, so... We might have to bring him in. And maybe his uh, his sister, Bran, as well, because she'll, she'll have some great angles. Yeah. I'm going to schedule in on the calendar a kid-friendly episode. All our episodes are pretty kid-friendly. Kid-friendly, not kid-targeted, not kid-having on Centric. Yeah. I mean, we did do a Land Before Time, but it did end up being about them all dying. So And Christopher Nolan explaining time. Yeah, that was, again, that was a weird one. Let's make this a very kid-friendly episode. Some, some, I think that's wait, our Wait, this goal. one then? This one. Let's do well. it. We're going all Lego. I, I think it all the should time. be like the original Lego movie, where it can appeal to adult audiences, and it does that's, that's touch on deeper themes, yeah. such as creativity and imagination and friendship, and not losing your childhood. Speaking of friendship, you know, did you even know there's a My Little Pony movie coming out? I had no idea. I vaguely heard about this a year ago, and yeah. had no idea. It's got some big names if it was actually on going it. through. Yeah, really. It's got, uh, let me look this up. Um, it's got like, it has like this, I read an article yesterday. I don't know anything about My Little Pony. Uh, I did watch it when I was a kid. I did watch a couple episodes of My Little Pony when I was a child. Because we first got cable, and I was like, I want to watch whatever will come in through that beautiful little box. And I did watch some My Little Pony. Oh, I wish I could remember these names. Uh, they'll come. We'll, look, we'll uh, get to that later. My computer is loading. I'm more curious about this Brian being a brony story. I'm not, no, I'm absolutely not a brony. Uh, the local news station here actually did have a drawing to win tickets to it. Yeah. And it called it a, it was like win a family four pack. No, it called it a bro pack. And then it was like, oops, we meant four pack. <laughs> like, like they were like making and, a reference to the bronies and it was very funny. Oh, that's great. Um, For a local news station to do. You know, it's not really what you expect. It wasn't, you know, it was kind of edgy for them. Um, I had an epiphany. I want to go back to the original Lego movie and make a direct sequel. Direct uh, Lego movie 2. Yes. 
Okay. Too Lego, Too Furious. So it's uh, Emmett, I think was his name? Yes. Emmett, Chris Pratt. Wild Style. And the whole gang. Batman. And Gandalf. And no, who is Morgan Freeman? Ghost Freeman. Yeah. I think and Liam Neeson is the cop. That was a good cast. And Rocket Man, whoever. 1980 Space Guy. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of want to focus Kitty on Kitty Power. Him. He's a great character. Kitty Power, that was Allison Brie. Yeah. Man, that was a good cast. That was a good cast. I hadn't thought about it until now. I want to do the next step where this would naturally go. We left off the movie with the little girl being introduced with her, like, My Little Pony Legos coming in. But I think instead of just doing an all Lego universe, we're going to push the boundaries of animation and we're going to do a all toy centric. So the Legos, they discover other toys. So we come into the future and we see, like old uh army man so it's kind of crossing over into toy story territory yeah we probably want to be careful there but we go on to this modern approach where they see all these toys but they've seen them laying off to the side and they're forgotten and they're kind of like these wounded soldiers left behind and what is replacing them maybe literally electronics army men you know yeah okay and so it then becomes this kind of uh, the social commentary on the state of toys nowadays and how like toys are being forgotten, left to the side and being replaced with video games and tablets. Do you mean, do you mean Toy Story? Toy it, Story kind of did that. Did they though? I mean, I feel like it was more about growing up. Yeah, and, I guess that's true. But like Buzz Lightyear was a very flashy, you know, electronic toy. But he wasn't Angry Birds. That's true. I mean, he wasn't just this screen, this giant walking TV that was overwhelming everybody. I mean, the fact that there are games on uh, on a phone or on a game console in the Toy Story universe, would they come to life? I mean, there was that. I mean, kids can play. There with was them. that spell typer game, yeah, that came to life and he spoke out. Yeah. So I I kind of like this idea of they are trying to win over praise from all the Legos and. They are starting to control them because they're all whisked away in this fantasy of, oh, I can play all these different tablet games. And they themselves kind of lose their imagination, their creativity. Uh And so we show this idea of like – and I think in the end they kind of come together and resolve their conflicts. They're not completely inherently bad. Like I do think these games are fun and appropriate for children at times. But I think it's important to have this balance of like – these are no substitutes for Legos or these other toys yeah. that can build your imagination. And so I think some worse conflict comes into the end, and we have to use this combination of both creativity and imagination combined with modern effects and show that together they are a well-balanced team. Okay. So, like, oh, you can play And the... I think I've made this movie a lot more serious than it needed to Got be. a little bit deep there. Um I do like the possibility of advertising. I, I mean, Lego is going to be on board with this project, obviously. Yeah. I do like the idea of advertising for Lego video games because they will like that. Uh-huh. Because they, they are in the video game business. Well, I think that's where you get kind of meta. Like, you see yeah. Emmett go and play this game, and then he realizes there's a Lego movie video game. Yeah. And he's having this existential crisis of... He's like, that's me. That's me. What am I doing there? Yeah. I think that's really interesting. So is this Lego movie, the Lego movie video game, the movie? I think is so. Is that where we're going with this? I've never played the video game. The The Lego movie video game. The Lego video game movie. The Lego video game movie, I think, is the right one. Yeah. 
Uh, that'd be very good because you can tie in, you know, the Star Wars games, the Indiana Jones games, Harry Potter. There's a Lego City, I think, or Jurassic Park, Park, maybe Jurassic Marvel. Park. Yeah, all the DC. same ones, I guess that there are that there are Legos of Lego. The plural is Lego, by the way. Don't if you go to Legos.com, you get a warning that's like, hey, it like redirects you to Lego.com, but it's like we work very hard to protect our brand. <laughs> like it's it's very uh, sort of intimidating. I wonder. I wonder if anyone has ever tried to make like a, a an off-brand Lego and called it Legos. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I mean, that's what they're afraid of. Yeah. Um, so the plural is Lego or Lego bricks. Gotcha. So I, I think that's my studio demand. Is, is that, that we, we only say Lego of, from here on out? The Lego company. Okay. I don't think it's called the Lego company. It might be though. Okay. So I feel like we've been pretty serious here. Despite this being a very kid-centric, yes. kid-friendly the kids movie. are not going to their kids are not going to appreciate this. They're going to be more into the the plot and the the fun interactions and the bright colors. So I think this is where we need to go crazy and make it a little more entertaining for our viewers. Okay. okay. What do we need to do to keep the kids happy? To keep our imagination sparkling? What are we going to do? What I think what? would be fun is a new character. Yes. Um, the Emmett will be jealous of. Because he's now a star, right? Like, yes. From the first movie and now the video game, he's like, oh, I'm a big deal. And he starts getting sort of into himself. Uh-huh. We bring in a new character to sort of squash his ego. Someone who's like a very competent, very humble, capable guy. Yeah, and like a fun guy still, right? Yeah. Like fun. Because sometimes when you introduce like someone who's more skilled, they're also more boring. But we're not going to do that. We're not going to fall into that trope. I, I kind of visualize like... In community, the guy who's a doctor who comes and takes pottery yeah, classes for yeah. fun. Yeah, Doc Pottery would. Yeah. That's not his real name. That's one of the nicknames he can make. Up. Well, you fooled me. <laughs> yeah, Doc Pottery would. Uh, I will think of the name of it, of his actual character. But uh, until then, Doc Pottery would will work. What's that actor's name? I think he can. I don't I, know. I think he should voice this character. I will find that. I've never seen this actor in anything else that, is, that I know me of. Me neither. But we're gonna give him his next big his next big role. He's well, I, probably done a bunch of stuff. That we've I've never been seen. pretty good up to this point. We've recycled a couple names. Up, yeah. up to this point, but we've been pretty good at giving a lot of different actors different opportunities. Yeah, that's true. And like he's very humble. He introduces it like, "Oh, I'm I'm this person from pottery class. Yeah, not like doctor, whatever. Doesn't make a big deal about it. It's when Jeff cuts his finger or something." Or jams his toe. I I don't remember exactly, but he steps in and says, hey, I'm a doctor. Let me look at that. I do believe it is the zombie episode when someone gets bitten. Yes. The zombie episode is very good of Community if you and haven't he, seen it. And he hides it. Yeah. The best part of that is that they play it to ABBA music the whole way yes, through. Yes, it's a very good episode. Um, The other great moment of his reveal as a doctor in that episode is I think Annie runs up to a guy dressed as a doctor at the Halloween party and says, quick, I need a doctor. He's like, I'm not a doctor. And then the doctor's dressed as a banana, and he goes, I'm a doctor. It's this great <laughs> moment. Um, Rich. Rich. Rich Stevenson, played by Greg Cromer. He's a he's a good-looking guy. Look at he that is. smile. I think his Lego version looks very similar to him. I think it's him, yeah. Um, uh, what's his name again? Greg Cromer. Greg Cromer. Looking at his, autob- his uh, filmography right now, not in a lot of things. Well, this can be his new breakout. Oh, role. lots of TV. Lots of TV. That's good. He's got a good resume there. He does have a, a strong resume. We've seen his work in community. We know he has what it takes. I think his name remains Rich. 
in the movie. I like that's a good name. It's a very good name for what we're going for. Yeah, yeah. And so Rich Stackham. Rich Stackham. Yeah, that's good. It's very uh, it's it's money sounding and Lego sounding. Yeah. Yeah, so he's very good. rich. He's very humble about it. Does Emmett have a last name? I don't know if last names are like a big thing in the Lego universe. I, I think it's like Emmett Brick or something. Probably. Either way, he's Rich Stackham. We'll just call him Rich for short. He's introduced. And I think um, he's the one who is initially like warning everybody about, oh, um, the technology, we should be aware of it. It could be dangerous. Uh, just remember to... Uh, be yourself. Remember what makes you special. And Emmett is looking at this like, look, I'm on a video game. We should get into this. Yeah, okay. Like, this is the future. This is going to be fun, guys. Let's yeah. party. And that's where Wildfire, the love interest, is kind of like... Wild style. Wild style is kind of questioning, Emmett, what are you building up to right now? Building up to? Yeah. I, I think she kind of questions that, and that's kind of the motivation oh, to help so him. they have some relation. Are they dating? Are, is that a thing? I mean, yeah. Batman gives them their blessing. At that's the right. Yeah. And I think this follows after Batman, Lego Batman movie. So Lego Batman has come into, like, being wisened up and smart and humble yeah. at this point. And so, family. Yeah. So he's going to be very loving, very anti-Batman I think I think point. we do need to shift the focus a little bit off of him, right? Like, yeah. I think, he, I think he becomes the Drax. In Gardens of the Galaxy okay. Volume 2. I think that feels He's right. just that formerly, like, very stubborn, very no-nonsense character. He's embraced He's the funny through personality. His yep. Yeah. Cool. He's there as comic relief. Cool, cool, cool. Still Will Arnett. Still Will Arnett, of course. We've got Emmett. He's very self-absorbed. Not as not in general, but he's in sort of a self-absorbed stage because of the movie, the success of the video game. The success of the 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 couch bed. The couch, the double decker couch. Everyone has a double decker couch now. It's it's the new craze. Yeah, yeah. I think Rich comes in with the triple decker couch. Oh, that that's where they kind of get off on the wrong foot. I do like that. Yeah, he shows how far your imagination can go. Uh, and I think ultimately what comes down is Emmett has been working on building up this uh, giant kind of memorial to himself, but this giant like mega tower of. Um, where everyone can live and be playful and enjoy themselves Hang out and be buddies, but it ultimately, like he kind of he kind of turns into Will Ferrell's character during the process. Oh. He's unhappy with the way people are constructing it. Yeah, and so it's this, this reminder of uh, remember, don't become the villain you fought against. Yeah. And Rich is there as this annoying antagonist to him, but is ultimately the one who's being pure and oh, right like through this. all of it. So now, what we need to do is figure out what is going to cause... So what's the ultimate trigger that causes technology to kind of start destroying the Legos, but then ultimately get them to combine? So so we've got Emmett representing the technology side, saying, hey, let's embrace this. Yeah, and he kind of gets overly absorbed in it. Yeah. He is the audience character, the one who is... Uh, they're not asking for Legos for Christmas anymore. Yeah. They just need their tablet. They're good. Is there going to be a tablet character? Maybe that's what starts this off. I think there is a giant tablet that's introduced. Yeah. Maybe maybe Will Ferrell leaves his tablet. You know, he was he's reading instructions on a tablet or something for building his little Lego city. But uh, when he does, he, he, he sets it down, right? And Emmett gets hold of it. And so I think Emmett is actually, like, behind this whole guise. Like, he's introduced people to technology and he wants to incorporate it. But he himself is using it to Google... 
uh, instructions. Okay. And he's trying to uh, impose that it is his own imagination, and it's not working out. Like, he's becoming very strict, very dictator-like. I'm not really sure... I feel like we keep running in circles with this. Yeah. I don't know where to go with I this. I think we've got the concept. We keep we keep developing the concept. We've got the concept. Yeah. That's very good. The tablet, though, how does the tablet work? Does it have a personality? Does it have a voice? I think it does. I think it's Siri. Oh, just Siri. Played by Siri. Yeah. That works. I think Siri was in the in the first Lego movie, too. Something I think you're like right. That. I think I think I remember seeing it in the credits. Like and Siri as something like that. Uh-huh. Cool. Um Maybe you need to go to the studio. I I think so because I'm I'm at writer's block. Like I'm right loving now. this idea. I don't know where we go from here. Let's spin the wheel uh, and get our studio demand. Do you want to go ahead and explain real quick? Yeah, we keep dropping the studio demand concept in. Uh, studio demand is sort of a thing we do where we we take our we take our movie as far as we can on our own, and then we turn to our bosses at the studio. Um, we've got a list here of uh, of requests or demands from them. And we'll just uh, randomly pick one and uh, work it into the movies. Sort of help us get past this block. Sometimes it helps. Sometimes it's uh, it makes things worse. But we'll see what happens. The bad guy was right. We were already kind of moving in that direction. Because Rich, I think, does come in as sort of an arrogant-seeming person. He's a bad guy. I don't know if this is really changing our movie much. I, I don't know if he is the bad guy. Do you want to tell us who that's from, though, real quick? Yeah. The the bad guy was right all along was a suggestion from Jacob Hill. Thank you, Jacob. Uh, it's a very good concept. I wonder if we it's not right for this one because we've already kind of done it. I, is there a bad guy in this? That I feel like that's where we're stumbling at right now. The tablet's very scary. Tablet is very scary. As of right now, they are teaming up with the tablet in the end. Do yeah. we need to change it? But I don't, I don't want to make it out to be the all encompassing. That tech, that technology. Yeah. Cause I feel like it's good and we need to embrace, like you need a little yeah. of both in your life. Um, I think that's where we're stuck at is we don't have a villain yet. We don't have a true antagonist. There isn't. Rich is the annoying guy who is secretly right behind all of it, which is true. Yeah. And the tablet is there is like this menacing, like, it, it might terrorize us. It might be good for us. We need to find that balance, but we don't have the true enemy yet. Um, I think we. Who sh- is it in the Lego Movie? Is it? Liam it's Neeson? Will. It's Will Ferrell's character, Lord Business. Lord That's Business, right. and he ends up turning around in the end and and embracing the childhood nature of Legos and yeah. playing with his kid and saying, "You know what? You were right. This is about imagination." Yeah. So maybe in that way, we make him the good. He was right all along. In that. The new improved version of him from after the first movie. What if he becomes too loosey goosey? What if everything is a mess? Oh, it doesn't matter. Like nothing matters. You know, we're it, being creative, and nothing is functioning well in this Lego universe. Like everyone is too artistic. Yeah. At this point, it's just utter chaos. Like it's not a functioning society, and with that, like the deconstruction of rules and regulations. Like, it is a very hectic political society in this Lego world right yeah. now. So maybe maybe the real – maybe we drop the tablets and maybe we still focus on the Legos. Okay. But it's the balance of be- between creativity and imagination and order – And structure, yeah. And structure. Okay. So this is sort of a 
I think I've told you my theory of uh, how Star Wars needs to go down, right? Yeah. That, uh, you know, the prequel trilogy, they were all about... Well, the, the original trilogy was about the downsides of the dark side. The dark side is bad. Stay away from it. Yes. The prequel trilogy was, hey, the Jedi also have flaws. There's problems there, too. And the third trilogy, the new trilogy, the, the sequel trilogy is all about balance. Is be a great Jedi. Be a great like Jedi. Like Skywalker. Yeah, and maybe that's not going to happen. But I, th I think it can happen here with the Lego movie, too. So... Where does Rich play in now? Where does Rich fit into the picture? I think he is the one who comes in then and says, hey, you see that skyscraper you're trying to build? It's nothing compared to this. I know some guy wrote it down, um, and maybe like you need to use your own improv skills to yeah. enhance it. Decorate it, enhance it. But like we created these instructions and these rules to give us a direction in life. And yeah. yeah it needs a foundation. It needs, yeah. We don't need to be letter of the law, but- we still need to follow some rules, some guidance in life. Yeah. Like we can't just ignore it for the sake of pure expressionism. I, I like the concept that he is completely ignored. Emmett yeah. is the star right now. You know, Lord business is, has been embraced by everyone. Everything's kind he of going to He actually starts chaos. a taco stand oh, through all this. Yes, absolutely. And it is called taco Tuesdays. It is. Um, that is copyright. I found out it's copyright really? by a taco stand. In like Idaho, so here's here's where I'm thinking finally turns people around. So I think we do sort of show Rich as the bad guy. Uh huh. He's kind of stuffy, right? He's not cool. He is cool. I think he's a nice guy, um, but he's not but movie he's, cool. He's too nice. Yeah, he's not. He's movie unsettling cool. nice. Yeah. So people don't like him. He's the bad guy in quotes. Um, but he was right, right? We know that we know that we need some structure. The way we're gonna learn that is through the video game. Okay, so we reintroduce. The I, I do still, I do still like the video game concept. Uh, the whole meta. Emmett knows he's in a movie and knows that the movie was made into a video game. Yes, they're gonna go inside the video game. Okay, and they're gonna see all the code that went into that. I like the. I I can imagine like a Matrix moment where he's going through and he's like, I can unwrite the code here, and yeah. he's just like able to deconstruct Legos. Without even using his hands. And the game doesn't work. It's glitchy. Yeah. Right? And they start learning, oh, a lot of creativity went into making this game, but a lot of structure and order also. I think that's how they learn. I, so I, I think we get a whole adventure inside the Lego movie video game. I like this. And I think it needs to be I one think of that's those, the bulk like, of the story. It needs to be a collector's edition Lego video game. So you do have the Jurassic Park. You do have the yeah, Star Wars. Yeah. All that. They all come together. And I think that's where the climax is. All these different realms, all these different video games, they just say, hey, let's open the floodgates and let everyone go. Um, I mean, they kind of do that in the Lego movie, but, like, they do it with these video games saying, like, hey, this worked for us. And we have all these glitches, all this, like, the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park do not know how to work with the Justice League in this other yeah. video game. And so it's utter chaos. And they have to bring everything together, rewrite the code, work with Rich, and bring it all together. Yeah. What? Okay. Here's what I'm imagining. They go inside the video game, right? Mm -hmm. They are themselves, right? So we've got all our main characters: Emmett. We've got Wildstyle. We've got Morgan Freeman's wizard character. Unless they turn into Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart and Jack <laughs> That's Black. Also an option. <laughs> well, let's not go there. Um, I imagine they run into their video game selves, and yes. their video game selves are very, very rigid. And yes. Emmett's like, "See, I was right. Like, look how lame these guys are." Um, but then they, they get to a hard part in the game. They're working together with their video game selves. Uh -huh. They get to a hard part, and he's like, I know how to change this. You know, I've seen the 
the bricks. I think the video game is made of bricks. Yes. In this in this world. Um, he's like, I can change it. I'm a master builder. And he just starts messing with stuff. And it all goes crazy. And then they all are going to die. And Rich comes in and saves the day. And there is no video game but, character version of Rich because he wasn't in the first I movie. think Rich saves the day to a degree. He doesn't completely fix it. And that's where he does need the creativity of Emmett and Wildstyle oh, good. Yes. and Lego Batman to come back in. Yeah. And that's where it brings this message together. You do need the balance of both. Yes. This is good. I do want the main threat, whatever the ultimate climax, however it goes down, I do want the ultimate evil epitomized in some visual representation. Okay. Um, and I mean, like, in the original Lego movie is Will Ferrell with the giant. Very Goomba. typical evil-looking, you know. We've had the Joker yeah. with, like, Sauron and Wicked Witch and all that. We've got whoever the bad guy is in Lego Ninjago. I think it's Evil Ninja. Yeah, probably Red. I think Green's the good guy, so therefore Red is the bad guy, probably. Red Ninja. So we need some kind of representation, of the, like some kind of dragon. Yeah. Are we gonna are we I gonna pull it, some IP from somewhere? Maybe. I think it in of itself is just this undiscernible blob of just like oh. the leftover Legos yeah. that were not used at the bottom of your bucket that just kind of assemble into this giant. Just blob. like a swarm. Oh, that's cool. And it's this symbolic representation of what happens when you go over the top when you don't bring this structure to what you were trying to create. Yes. You just get this massive mess of a being. And that's what comes. I know where it comes from. Okay, so we've got the gang going into the video uh-huh. game, right? I did not mention Lord Business is with them. I don't know what his new name is. Maybe he just goes by Business. Lord Taco. Lord Taco. Lord Taco is there. He's super chill, right? But video game Lord Business is not because it's based on the first yeah. movie. He summons this chaos monster. I like that. And I think they combine because it's Lord Business who represents ultimate strictness and Blob, which is ultimate chaos. And you have to find the balance. Yeah. Oh, this is cool. I do like this. I feel like this this episode, it wasn't that funny of an episode. But I feel like... We really tapped into something. We did tap into something. I feel like this is a legitimate movie that would be made. Well, and Lego is very funny. Like... The stuff they do is funny and it's yeah. clever. They would make a movie about going into the video game of their their old movie. I think we talked about this. We're not good at doing funny versions of funny movies. We're not. Yeah. We're we're fine with taking serious movies and making them funny. Yeah, yeah. So I think we'll we'll let the Lego writers stay in charge of that. We'll hire them on. We give them the general, you know, the general framework. And, and honestly, isn't it really symbolic of the the story we're trying to tell? Uh-huh. We've created this this rigid framework, this hard body, and they've uh they'll fill it in with their creativity and their and their wiles. Who who are we going to have to to direct this? Oh, director. Um probably not Phil Lord and Chris Miller. I it, feel like they've fallen from grace. That's the easy here. go-to. I think they've fallen from grace right now. But uh I think they're kind of uh a no-no right now. Uh, let's I go mean, somewhere else. I feel like they would do good, but I do want to I don't want to go with the obvious choice. Yeah. That's not what the Silver Screen Redemption's about. What about Will, Will Ferrell? Will Ferrell? I, I would say we have been going a lot with experimental directors. Experimental for... directorial debut yeah. actors turned directors. Yeah, we I, do do that a lot. Let's, let's let Samuel Jackson and Steve <laughs> Buscemi have their time yes. to yep. 
really blossom. Let's uh, we'll dig into our 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 old old fashioned director bag. Maybe, maybe we bring on J.J. Abrams. I was just thinking, J.J. I think he'd do going, well. Going back to what you were talking about, the Star Wars analogy, where it's about the Jedi have flaws, the Sith yeah. are bad, bringing the balance together. He's the the architect of this new trilogy. He is one of the architects. Yeah, I think he can bring that, bring his visual expertise. Yeah, to this. Can he movie. do like the fun thing though? I feel like he's a lot of his movies are very good and they're fun characters. The movies themselves aren't usually, like, fun, like a Lego movie fun. I don't think he needs to write it. Fair enough. But I Fair want enough. him to direct it. That works for and me. And so it'll give kind of this epic, adventurous feel in Get the some look lens and flare. design to it. Yeah. Nice. Lots of lens flare. Yeah. I, I this, is a solid, uh, this is a solid movie we're making here. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Do you want to tell them where they can find us? I sure do. Um, we're on Facebook. The Silver Screen Redemption is our page. Um, we're on Twitter at Screen Redeem. Uh, you can check out all our great, great uh, posts that we do there, which is basically just posting and telling you when there's a new episode. Uh, but we'll we'll be adding stuff like uh, movie posters for all our movies uh, as soon as we've got those ready to go. Um, a lot of cool stuff, so go go check that out. All right, I think that's about it. I'm Houston Bodley. I'm Brian Perry. Uh, whether or not they need redemption, we'll be there. Any similarities to actual persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental.